John 10, beginning at verse 22, we're going to read a lot of verses. Our, our focus is going to be in one particular spot, um, really in verse 27, uh, my sheep listen to my voice. That phrase is going to be our special focus, but listen to verses 22 through 42. Then came the Feast of Dedication at Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was in the temple area walking in Solomon's colonnade. The Jews gathered around him saying, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I did tell you, but you did not believe. The miracles I do in my Father's name speak for me, but you do not believe because you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them. And they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. Again, the Jews picked up stones to stone him. But Jesus said to them, I have shown you many great miracles from the Father. For which of these do you stone me? We are not stoning you for any of these, replied the Jews, but for blasphemy. Because you, a mere man, claim to be God. Jesus answered them, Is it not written in your law, I have said you are gods? If he called them gods to whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken, what about the one whom the Father set apart as his very own and sent into the world? Why then do you accuse me of blasphemy? Because I said I am God's son. Do not believe me unless I do what my Father does. But if I do it, even though you do not believe me, believe the miracles that you may know and understand that the Father is in me and I in the Father. Again, they tried to seize him, but he escaped their grasp. Then Jesus went back across the Jordan to the place where John had been baptizing in the early days. Here he stayed and many people came to him. They said, though John never performed a miraculous sign, all that John said about this man was true. And in that place, many believed in Jesus. That is God's word tonight. Our passage is continuing with that theme of the good shepherd and the sheep that we saw last week, but our focus is going to be where Jesus says, my sheep, listen to my voice. And you might not realize it immediately, but it turns out that in saying that, Jesus is picking up on a major, major biblical theme when he talks about listening to his voice. Hearing the voice of the Lord, that phrase occurs over 100 times in the Old Testament. That's how significant it is. And one person has said, no other phrase defines and summarizes more accurately and succinctly our relationship to God. No other phrase defines and summarizes more accurately and succinctly our relationship to God. That means this is pretty important, and and that's why I want to show you tonight why listening to the voice of the Lord is so vital for a believer's relationship with God. First of all, we learned that the Bible says that the voice of the Lord gives life. And that's why it's so vital. The voice of the Lord gives life. 
And I believe I have the points on there, yeah. Did any of you hear about the Bill Nye Ken Ham debate? Raise your hand if you heard about that. Okay. It was a couple weeks ago, I think. Bill Nye is best known for his bow ties and for his kids' show on PBS in the 1990s called Bill Nye the Science Guy. Ken Ham is best known as the president of Answers in Genesis and the Creation Museum. The two debated creation and evolution, how we got here, how the universe came into being. Ken Ham is a Christian. Bill Nye is not a believer, and he comes from the perspective of atheistic evolution. Now, Nye calls himself an agnostic, and that means that he doesn't know for sure whether or not God exists. But his view of origins and the start of the universe assumes no God. You can find this debate online on YouTube. I have not watched it all. I think it's over two and a half hours long, but what I did see was pretty fascinating. Now, I, I do want to say that there are, there are Christians who have some issues with Ken Ham's methods of interpreting the Bible, but his main point is something that all people who take the Bible seriously would absolutely agree with. God created the universe out of nothing. Bill Nye, the science guy, at one point in the debate said that how everything came to be, how that was just this big mystery that is, is one of the things that still keeps scientists going, trying to figure out how in the world this all came to be. And at one point in response, Ken Ham said, Bill, you know, there, there is a book that gives an answer to your mystery, and it's the Word of God. The Bible indeed tells us that God created the universe. And he did that, how? Through his voice, through speaking. That is so emphasized. We've heard Genesis 1 many, many times, if we've been a believer for any length of time, that perhaps we miss it, that phrase, and God said, is, it's either nine or ten times. I, was, I couldn't quite, it's either nine or ten times that Genesis 1 says that, and God said. And just think about that once. There was nothing in existence. Nothing. Except God. God spoke to nothing. Have you ever done that? I have to admit, I've done that in the dark before. I thought I heard something in the shadows at home. I said, who is it? Who's there? If there's something there, I'll hear like a little voice or a giggle of a little girl because she snuck out of bed. But if there's no one there, no boogeyman, no robber, no little girl out of bed, if there's no one there, guess what the response to my voice is? 
nothing. Silence. That's normal. You can't speak to nothing and expect a response. But God spoke to nothing and he got a response. The universe was created. That's the power of his voice. All life came forth from the power of his word. And of all the methods God could have used, the Bible tells us he chose to speak creation into being. And so right there from the very beginning, God related to his creation in a special way through his voice. And that has set the pattern for how it always has gone and will go. He speaks. We listen. And as the Old Testament goes on, we learn more about listening to God's voice. The core faith statement of the Old Testament is called the Shema. And it means, hear, O Israel. Hear. As God builds up a people for himself, hearing him turns out to be something so critical in that relationship. And in fact, it turns out that God calling and gathering his people That's the most important thing that has happened in history since the creation of the universe. God's gathering of his people from the Old Testament to now. In the gathering of his people, he brings new life. He does a recreation. And that was needed because he created everything good, but creation fell into sin. Death came into the world, but now life comes again and anew through the voice of the Lord. Ezekiel 37 gives a dramatic and a little bit spooky picture of all that with the vision of the dry bones. Skeletons in the desert in this vision come to life from hearing God's voice. In Hosea 2.35, God says, I will say to not my people, you are my people, and they shall say my God. And the gathering of God's people continues with Jesus in the New Testament. Through Jesus' voice, life comes. You remember we studied John 4. The royal official's son was close to death, but we read that he took Jesus at his word. And the boy lived. And it turned out that at the exact moment that Jesus spoke, your son will live, the boy was healed. The healing at the pool, chapter 5, Jesus spoke. And the lame man got up and walked. John 1 tells us that the second person of the Trinity was the Word at creation, creating life originally. And then he came and assumed human flesh. And now Jesus speaks his word and gives new life to his people dead in their sin. Hearing the Lord brings salvation. Listening to his voice gives life. Secondly, the voice of the Lord gives direction. The voice of the Lord gives direction. It gives life. 
and it gives direction in life. You know, early on, and, and maybe you've had this facing a very tough health challenge where you didn't know how it was going to turn out. Early on when I was diagnosed with my brain tumor and going into surgery and everything was so unsettled, I thought, if only I was healthy and then everything in life would be fine. If I just knew for sure I was going to live and make it through this and not die. But actually, it turns out that just living, just having life is not enough because people need a sense of direction, a sense of purpose in their lives, or or life really isn't worth living. Well, God gives his people the direction they need. That statement of faith in the Old Testament, Shema, means hear, but also obey. It's one and the same in the Bible, hearing God and obeying. If we truly hear him, we will follow him. As Jesus says, my sheep follow me. We will obey him. Jesus says in our text that the sheep follow him. And in that following, you and I can find our purpose and have a direction that we otherwise wouldn't have. Sheep need the voice of the shepherd or they will wander. Sheep are not herding animals. They need to hear the voice of the shepherd to go where they need to go, whether it's to get food or to go to the fold for the night or to be called away from a dangerous cliff or from water that might get their woolly coat wet and make it heavy and pull them down so they drown. Because the sheep themselves are not too bright and because they are not herding animals, they absolutely need the voice of the shepherd to give them direction. I've talked before a couple of times about my grandpa, Shuringa. He started out his family in Oak Lawn, but then in the 60s, he moved out to DeMott, Indiana to start a chicken ranch. My dad was the oldest in the family, and when they moved to Indiana, he actually was exactly Olivia's age, 13. Besides having a bunch of chickens, the family had sheep for a little while. I think my grandpa thought it would be neat to see how that went, especially since the Bible talks about the sheep and the shepherd all the time. Well, these sheep were in a large fenced-in area, and they'd hang out during the day, not really together, just kind of here and there. And when it came time to feed them, my grandpa would call, Here, girls! Here, girls, they would respond only to his voice. And when they heard it, their ears would perk up. They'd start buying, and they'd start to run toward him where their food was. His voice was the direction the sheep needed. And it's the voice of the Lord that gives us direction in life. Nothing else will work. Without it, we'll stumble, we'll get lost, we'll go hungry. We need the voice of the good shepherd to get on track. The sad thing is that all throughout the Old Testament, we read that the people of God did not consistently listen to the voice of the Lord and follow him. 
In fact, they consistently closed their ears to him. Which is crazy if you think about it. To ignore the voice of the one who made the stars and who knit us together in our mother's womb. But that's what the people did. And their refusal to listen to God is the number one reason the Bible tells us the Lord gave them over to captivity because they did not listen to his voice. Isaiah says, all of us, like sheep, have gone astray. And that's why Jesus needed to come because we refuse to listen to the voice of the Lord and then we get lost. And so he came to gather the sheep back to himself. Just like he walked around ancient Israel and found his lost sheep among the people of that time and they heard him and they followed him, he continues to call the lost today and his people hear and respond and follow. Now how do we hear his voice since he's not walking on earth anymore? We don't hear his voice literally like a man standing among us. Well, how we do it today is through his word. He's given us the Bible. That's where you hear the voice of the shepherd today. You notice verse 35 talks about the word of God. And it says scripture cannot be broken. The Bible is our authority and our reliable guide for direction today. That's what we need to follow. How are you making use of this reliable guide for your life today? Are you opening it up? Are you listening for the voice of the Lord? Sometimes you see people, even in the church, or who grew up in the church at least, who seem to be struggling. They seem to be lost. Are those perhaps situations where there is refusal to listen to the voice of the Lord? Remember the Shema. To really listen is to also obey and follow. How foolish to not listen to the Lord, to close your ears, to choose to listen to other voices. It's like my grandpa saying to his sheep, here girls, here, here girls, and one of them would just keep her head down and stay where she is. How foolish that would be for that sheep. That sheep wouldn't be getting the nourishment she needs or a safe bed in the fold at night or the care for her wounds. The comfort of being with the other sheep in the flock. How foolish to ignore the voice of of the good shepherd. Why does that happen sometimes? It's possible that that person was never really part of the flock in the first place. Or perhaps they are just wandering for a time. And then what we must do is continue as a church, as a people, one-on-one, when we have opportunity, our elders are especially called to this, then what we must do is continue to speak God's word in love to the lost sheep and pray for a response. Especially what we're called to do is to be sure that each one of us here tonight 
are consistently seeking to hear God's voice. When we hear God's word proclaimed, we're called to be open and to really hear, which means to listen and obey. Because each one of us can sometimes let certain things slip in our lives. Certain things that that maybe we want to hold on to, certain attitudes, certain actions. Or we can let our guard down for a time in our life or in a certain area. So I encourage you to be in God's word. Know it. Because that is how we listen to the voice of Jesus today and follow him and have life and direction in life. Finally tonight, we see that the voice of the Lord gives security. We see that in that Jesus says in verse 28 that the sheep shall never perish and that no one can snatch them out of his hand. The Lord gives life. He gives direction for life. And his voice also holds you and keeps you near all the days of your life. There's nothing like the tender voice of a mom or a dad who is cradling you when you're hurt, soothing you. Jesus' voice is the voice that calms the storm. And he will calm the storm in us too. He does that comforting and keeping through the ministry of his Holy Spirit. And he does this too through his word. His word will keep you near him in a special way. Jesus' words in our text get at a great truth of the Bible called the perseverance of the saints. I want you to listen to this brief story I I once shared before. Um, A Scottish pastor in the 1700s once asked a woman on her deathbed about being ready to meet Jesus. It's almost like, you'll see in the question, it's almost like he's categizing her even at the very end. He says, But are you not afraid that you're going to slip through his fingers in the end? This woman near death said, that's impossible because of what you have always taught us. And and the pastor asked, what is that? And, And she said, it's that we are united to him. And so we are part of his body. I cannot slip through his fingers because I am one of his fingers besides Christ has paid too high a price for my redemption to leave me in Satan's hand. If I were to be lost, he would lose more than I. I would lose my salvation, but he would lose his glory because one of his sheep would be lost. Perseverance of the saints means we have eternal security. Though we have a tendency to wander, Jesus doesn't lose his sheep. Though perseverance of the saints is especially about the sovereign activity of our God, he keeps us, nothing will separate us from our love, his love, that doesn't mean there's nothing for us to do. It doesn't mean we just hang out. When the canons of Dort talk about this doctrine in Article 2 of Section 5, They also call us to activity, to living out our faith. The sheep want to be active Christians. We can and we will be 
when we hear the voice of the Lord, as we keep close to him, as we know his word. So day by day, year by year, knowing that as we do, he will keep us our whole life. He will keep all his people until God has gathered the whole flock and we reign forever in heaven with him.